Hey girls, welcome to the Go Girl Podcast because women are powerful. I'm your host, Ashley Caprice. Each episode is about self-love, self-care, and self-discovery. Tune in for affirmations, motivation, girl talk, and girl power. Now let's get it started. Go girl. Hey girls, welcome back to another episode of the Go Girl Podcast. Now, I'm excited today. I'm, I say I'm always excited because I am. I love every single guest. But this guest today, my favorite woman in the whole wide world, my mom, is joining today's episode. She and I usually debrief after every episode of the Go Girl podcast. She supports. She listens to everyone. She helps me stay organized by creating a chart with all my titles and guests, notes from each episode. Like, it's so appreciated. And so we talked about codependency and shared ways how we probably were codependents in our past. And she has some questions, especially with her coming from a different generation. She's like, yeah, but in some ways they were taught to be codependent. So I was like, well, why don't we bring in psychotherapist Eunice Virgin again to have this conversation? And maybe she can answer any questions that my mom has. So that's what we did. So this is part three. We are going to dive deep into how different generations were impacted by codependency, and there are actually healthy ways to be codependent. So we'll talk about that right now on the Go Girl podcast. Welcome, ladies. Thank you for having me again, and pleasure meeting you, Miss. Um, We call her Mama Caprice. Okay, Mama Caprice. Okay, (laughs) pleasure meeting you. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Mom. Thank you for having me as well. I'm looking forward to it as well. Of course. So my mom and I usually debrief after almost every episode of the Go Girl podcast. And she brought us some good points when we discussed codependency. So I wanted to bring her on and say, hey, maybe we can talk about this all together with Eunice as well. So, mom, if you want to go into um, the the famous line that all of us know and bring it up and let uh, Eunice discuss it with you and how the different generations might lean more into codependency. Okay, sure. So, Eunice, I was raised in a generation where we were taught the golden rule. So with that, we focused on trying to do unto others as we would want to be treated ourselves. So it kind of made me out of habit and training just do for others. And it ended up being that I probably was exposed to the codependency without knowing that I should be focusing more on myself and getting what it is I want out of a relationship. And I kind of did that throughout most of my relationships. So I was reviewing the notes that I took. Uh, You're a fast talker. So I had it really very fast. But but anyway, so I like all your points. But I discussed with Ashley that because of the generation and how we were trained when I was being raised up, it's a difference now because now the generation is more like me, 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 me. Everything is for me. So can you explain how to take in or change the habit of someone that's been trained to do unto others as I would want to be treated. Well, I just wanted to say foremost, I think what you said is so like you stated that just so beautifully. I, I was raised with a similar, you know, upbringing. My mother and father, you know, were very religious, Pentecostal. And, you know, my mother is very traditional. So 
I don't think there's nothing wrong with doing to others as you would want to do to yourself. However, I do think that for a lot of women of your generation and my mother's generation, I think they were indoctrinated at a really young age that their needs were not a priority, that their needs came last. And I think with that indoctrination, a lot of women were kind of set up to fail in relationships because they go into relationships never really thinking about their needs or their priorities as an individual. I do think that we do live in a society and this generation, like you mentioned, is extremely selfish, maybe to to a def- deficit. I think that there is healthy codependency or, or interdependency, which you could call it, not codependency, but interdependency. Okay. And I think that that's very necessary in a relationship. I think in a true partnership, you need to be interdependent and you need to be able to rely on one another. That's what a true partnership is. Codependency is where that individual in particular, you know, the female or the woman, you know, doesn't really have a sense of self, doesn't really put herself or her needs first and just continuously just does to a fault and just kind of like deplete herself of her energy and just allows people to just kind of just take advantage and just take without any reciprocation. So I think that's the difference. I think being very aware of your intentions and what you pour to others and then taking like a minute or like reflecting, like, are people pouring back into me or is this relationship one-sided? Like when you start to like reflect and like sit back and analyze, am I just the only one giving? I don't really receive nothing back from this person. Or when I ask this person for a favor, when I ask this person for their support, they're not available or they brush me off or they make me feel less than, I think that's when you should evaluate if this is like a codependency situation or, or relationship. Does that answer that? Yes, it does. And, and, and I got it down now, but uh, <laughs> it, was, it was just my, you know, it took some experience to really learn what it is that, because I'm not a selfish person and that's not going to change, but right. I'm making sure that I'm getting reciprocated some some type of actions got to benefit me in as well and not just all for the other person and so as a result there's been some uh friendships that's ended both male and female but you know but that's um, okay that comes with the territory yeah it does showing up for yourself right you'll, right you'll start to lose people when you no longer serve their purpose only and solely exactly. for them that's so you know who like your true friends or like the right. genuine, the genuine relationships or like the the relationships that are based on true friendship and like really like love and companionship. Like you'll start to see that even like in platonic friendships, right. you'll see that a lot of women, like you stated, and I think codependency also plays a big role in like female relationships. You'll see a lot of women who will like go beyond you know for their girlfriends they will always be available emotionally physically will go pick up their kids or will go and do this for their friend or will bring their friends food if they're not feeling well like they'll just do like extra like we'll let you borrow clothes we'll let you borrow money just and then when you need your friend your girlfriend you know to be there for you she's not there or she's not available or she gives you a million excuses why she can't show up for you so i think that even in like how you say it, like in relationships with women like female friendships, like you'll see a lot of codependency too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yes. I see it both ways. That's an interesting point, especially with you saying in female relationships, because a lot of times like 
most women, like you said, are codependent. So it's like, are we being codependent with each other? And what should we do? Should we just set a boundary? And if the boundary is not heard or respected, then just leave that friendship alone. I think that communication is truly important. I think that people need to be able to like analyze, like look back, like take a minute, like take inventory, you Mm. know, take inventory and just jot down like, when I ask this person for support, are they there? Right. If I'm telling this person that I'm, you know, feeling this way or this situation transpired in my life, how do they show up? Do they offer support? Do they offer help? Or do they just ignore or don't say a word? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I got a, you know, for example, like, you know, um, I have a child, right? And, you know, I might be running late from work and I need my best friend, you know, who lives near her daycare to pick up my daughter. Can my mm-hmm. friend do that for me? If I give her heads up, you know, if, if I, you know, communicate with her that I'm going to be out of town for a job or something, can my friend show up for me and vice versa? Can I also show up for my friend? Can mm-hmm. I be supportive to my friend, right. you know, in a time of need? I know that when I lost my father a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. my closest friends were my support team. My friends brought me food, brought my mom food. Like they were there for the funeral. My best friend did my mama's hair for my dad's funeral, did my hair. Like I'm Mm -hmm. telling you, like my friends showed up and showed out. Like I felt loved when I needed it the most. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of how you assess. That's so important. Wanted to go back to the golden rule because it does seem like that in my mom's generation and your mom's generation, it just seems like that's what they were taught. Now, if they're older now and set in their ways, how can they like move away from continuing to show up as everything to everyone else and learn to like pour into themselves first? I think what your mom said, like, like she said, like, I let people know, like, you can't, like your mom said, like communication, like speaking Mm. up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just like telling people, like having conversations with people and telling them how you truly, genuinely feel in a respectable manner, but like letting people know, like, look, I've, I've noticed or I feel this way and, you know, I truly value our friendship or our relationship. And I think that in order for us to continue to be in each other's lives, I need you to show up for me in this way. Like, there's nothing wrong with holding people accountable and letting people know that you love how you need them to show up for you. If it's, yeah. if it's like within their reach, you know, within their means to do that. Yeah. I think though, like my mom's generation, they're quick to let people go too. <laughs> they're like, well, I'm getting older. I don't need these type of people around me. I'm done. <laughs> They'll cut I, think, off I, I think their generation truly understands what peace is like. Their peace is non-negotiable. Like when you get older and even me that I'm, you know, I'm in 37, I'm going into my 40s. Like I don't want unnecessary drama. I don't want no back and forth. Like I'm trying to be as peaceful as possible because life is so hard, Mm -hmm. you know, and we deal with so much that life just throws us at at us. Right. Like, you know, illness, death, you know, stress from work. We're just trying to survive. And, you know, we're just trying to like you know, live our lives. So we want to like really reduce the amount of stress and like drama that we have. So if a person is just not really being conducive or a blessing, like, you know, in my life, or I don't feel like it's genuine, like I'm not benefiting and you're not benefiting from me, we're not growing together. Yeah. Then what is the point? You know, like, like, just because we've been friends for 20 years or because I've known you my whole life or because we grew up together in the church or whatever, we went to the same high school, same middle school, like, 
I've cut women on in my life that were like sisters to me because the relationship ended. The friendship was no longer serving a purpose and it hurt, but I had to cut ties. Exactly. I think that as women, we're natural nurturers. So we have to learn when to decipher when we're pouring on too much. I still am one to do for others maybe a lot more than my friends. I tend to be the initiator in keeping up the relationship. But then I fall back and I wait to see, will they come to check on me? You know, because, you know, I had quite a different experience when my father passed a year and a half ago than you did, but I had my family that was there to support me. So, but I know that women are more emotional and more so the men that are physical. But I think after getting burnt out for a while, that's when you finally figure out, okay, enough is enough. You know, I'm I'm still going to be myself because if you're a kind person, don't not be kind because everybody else has taken advantage of you. You still be kind because you want to be true to yourself. But at the same time, you learn to set boundaries. And I learned a lot of that from my sweet little daughter here. Not little, but my sweet. Precious. 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 I'm receiving it. Precious is great. Yeah. My, my daughter's bringing that in. Listening to her podcast under 14 episodes. She, I've learned a lot. So I like that. And that's, that's what, why we do have our conversations afterwards and stuff like that. Maybe I'm saying too much now and Ashley stop me. But I created a chart so I could keep track of all the progress that she's made within her podcast. And when she gets the 20 things to do or the 10 things to do, I make notes of that separate within that same chart so she can see that too. So yeah, so it's helped me a lot. Thank you for your learning. She's like putting all the she's putting all the like information into action. Like you're actually applying all the tools. Yeah, she is. I'm I'm so proud of her. Like my mom and I have had plenty of conversations, and um, she'll share with me like a boundary she set with a friend or how she didn't people please and with another friend. And I'm like, go girl. I'm so proud of you. I've had these tough conversations with my mom too recently. Like I'm constantly like explaining to her because she just like, I guess boundaries was just something that I guess they never like, it's not even a term that they understand. Like my mom didn't even know what a boundary was. She's like, what are you talking about? And she was like, what do you mean? And you know, she's very religious and she was like, she'll throw a Bible verse at verse at me. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. And I'm just like, look, ma, like, there's reasons why mm-hmm. things in your life didn't, you know, work out the way you wanted them to or things that transpired. But I think it's important to understand, like, you could still be godly. You could still love the Lord. You could still be a good person and live righteously. But you have to, like, understand, like, people that treat you poorly, people that don't have your best interest don't deserve your energy. They just don't deserve to be in your space, mm-hmm. you know? And I think God would be okay with that. Like, I don't think yeah. God is going to judge you for that. You know, I, I think that that's acceptable. Absolutely. I had a friend that was way more giving or, or more, uh, she allowed people to take advantage of her. But to me, 
I think if you have a healthy level of self-esteem, you know, she kind of had low self-esteem. So to keep people around, she kept doing. I don't want to say my may be the highest, but I have enough self-esteem that I'm not going to just keep letting and allowing this other person to keep taking advantage of me uh, at some point, you know, don't care how much I love you. I will back off and just, you know, give you some space. And eventually you miss that person that's doing for you. So you kind of know they're going to eventually work their way back <laughs> into your lives or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, but you know, yeah. And it's like, I love you, but I love myself more. Right. So it's like, I'm sorry. I have to choose myself over choosing to continue this relationship. Or I like to say, I love you from a distance. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Right. Like, I love you from afar. Like, mm-hmm. like, like I'm praying for you. I'm wishing you well, you know, I'll send you a text message here and there. But like, I'm just, I just, I just know that when people feel that entitlement towards you, or they just feel like you owe them something, or they expect things from you, I think that that, that sometimes, you know, lets you know, like, where their mindset is and, you know, and how they view you. So why am I going to allow myself to be in a situation where I'm not being treated like equally and fairly, at least appreciate it. Right. It's unhealthy and one-sided. Now, one last question before we go, I want to wrap this up, but I know that we talked about codependency the past two weeks, and I don't think we touched on like healthy codependency. Are there ways where there could be like healthy codependency. Interdependency. Okay. Interdependency. So and, interdependency. And share that. Yeah, share that for the audience. So that's, that's just that in general, that's like human nature. Like, like, like the way that we are wired biologically is in community. It's to socialize with one another. It's to depend on one another. That is healthy. Like you see it in the workforce, right? Like your coworkers, like one person has one job duty. Your, your boss has another job duty. And we all work collectively, right, for this one main goal, right? Same thing in the church, right? You see in the church. Perfect example of interdependency that's healthy and adaptive is in sports. Teammates, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It takes the, it takes the, what, the dream work to make the, the team work. work to make the dream work. The dream work. Right. Right, right. I said it backwards. But <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Those are good examples of environments and situations where people have to work together for the greater good of everybody. And that's just coming also from like a community, communal, you know, culture background, you know, a lot of African and Asian societies, you know, operate in that way, you know, Mm -hmm. everything is for the greater good of everybody. And I think that in this country, you know, specific to, you know, America, and with the terrible history that America was founded on and you look at what capitalism has allowed Mm -hmm. for to unfold, you know, with slavery and everything like that. Like you look at how a very individualistic, a very selfish, a very narcissistic way of approaching life has caused. Like we're in such a mess in this country, particularly because of capitalism, because of exploitation, because literally people are treated like objects and people are treated like commodities. I yeah, think you're know? learning, though. I think everybody's kind of learning how to stand up for their rights. And that's what's bringing all these different changes now so that right. you won't just take advantage of me. You won't just run over me and mistreat me because now I'm not going to allow that. So mm-hmm. well, we've had so much. We've had progress and now we're regressing like current with the current yeah. laws and the current, you know, 
things that have transpired in the last two years with, you know, our ex-president, with Trump and, you know, and with the positions, you know, the people that he put in power in the Supreme Court, like now we're regressing and now we're starting to see a lot of, you know, laws that are starting to become very anti-community, anti-people choices, like anti-women's, particularly women's rights, you know? Right. So a lot of ways, you know, we're losing that, you know? Yeah, so it's, it's like we're not all sad. on the same page at all. We're not. We're very divided. <laughs> divided. You know? and, and, you know, corporations continue to, you know, I think during the pandemic, you know, I think the wealthiest people in this country, you know, the 1%, the 5%ers acquired so much more wealth than in the last 10 years. Oh, so in yep. two years, they acquired so much wealth. And what does that say about the rest of us? Yep. Right. Inflation is through the roof. I mean, let's let's talk about, you know, like let's talk about those things that, you know, that are really affecting us, the community as a whole. So yeah, interdependency and healthy, you know, dependency is definitely necessary. However, I still think it has to be done, you know, with boundaries and with like, you know, respect from one another and like meeting each other's needs and communication. I just, I think communication is big. And I think a lot of us fought short from communicating effectively. I know that in the past, you know, I continue, you know, to not communicate my needs in a very like direct way or effective mm -hmm. way, because I'm like thinking, am I going to hurt this person's feelings? Or I don't know how they're going to perceive this. Like I'm afraid of being judged, right. you know? So like communication, yeah. You know, communication is really important. I think. It, absolutely. And I, I we always hear communication is key. Communication is key. And I feel like it's within us or, or or ingrained into us so much that some people just say, oh, okay, that's just something they say. It's like, no, this is this is true. Communication is key. So like learn some healthy ways to effectively communicate. Like set those boundaries. Start with yourself first, you know, setting boundaries with yourself and that'll help you set boundaries with other people. And then just like love on yourself, as I always say, like self-love is it, you know, and if you can learn to prioritize yourself, then prioritize others as well, but you have to take care of yourself first. So I love that. That's like beautifully stated. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. I agree with everything you're saying. I just, I just think that, you know, people just need the tools and they need the yeah. support. And I think that we learn from each other. I think we learn mm -hmm. in community and I think that's missing. You know, a lot of us are just very much in our bubble. Yes, that's true. And that's why that's why I have this podcast. It's like, okay, as I started healing from things, I wanted to share the tools with other people to help them heal. Like my mom is like learning boundaries and everything just based off of what I know. So it's like each one teach one. We can all just like continue to learn, continue to share that knowledge. Like it's not just meant for us to hold it in. Just like you, Eunice, you're on this podcast to talk about codependency and you're sharing it with other people and giving tips and tools like we had such a great conversation that we all we wanted to talk to you more about it so like you're doing your due justice as well so it's like all of us just helping each other collectively that's all it's about because we're all learning from each other and I'm, exactly. I'm learning as I go through my own healing journey and healing from codependency and recognizing you know my toxic traits and my shadow work and all the areas that I need to work on like yep. I'm by far, I am not perfect and I don't, I'm not an expert in anything. Like, yeah, I have these degrees and these titles and these licenses, but that doesn't mean, absolve me from like being mm -hmm. flawed and making mistakes, exactly. you know? That key word of communication is being effective because we have so many people that just want to do all the talking. And I'm, even though I'm learning, trying to listen more, believe it or not, but I'm realizing when I'm around people that like to do a lot of talking that I have to stop and just let them say all they got to say. A lot of times, once they say what they 
got to say, then they're ready to get off the phone and go on mm-hmm. about the business. They don't want to hear really what you got to say. So then it's kind of a waste of time. But as long as we didn't get aggressive or build up some type of animosity within the communication so that I heard you and maybe the next time you'll listen to what I have to say. You know? mm-hmm. so, yeah, yeah, effective communication allows someone else to talk and you yeah. talk, listen, all and of that. People, got to be right. Right. Got to be effective, not just yeah. like talking and, and yeah. saying what you have to say. And then like, all right, got to go by. <laughs> right. Because there's a lot of people that do that. They talk, talk, talk over each other. So nobody's hearing nothing. Mm-hmm. Either one is saying, especially within arguments and stuff like that. And then everybody at that time seemed to think that they feel like they're right. And yep. I don't know if it is one person that's usually right and one other person is wrong. Or they both might be right, but it's mostly opinions and opinionated type of things. So, yeah, that's or it's that's, based on like perception, right? Like we both were arguing or having that debate because we think we are right. right <laughs> so we're going to right. keep going back and forth to share our point. But sometimes, like, there's also power in just being like, okay, that's you're what right. And yeah, let the other person believe that they're right, whether you agree with them or not, that, you know, it's okay to disagree, you know, so you're not going to always agree, but right. yeah. But, but sometimes like the energy is not even worth it. I don't yeah, even waste your energy. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm learning to try to listen more because I know that sometimes I just, I already know where they're going with this and whatever. And there's no point in keep repeating the stuff over and over. Well, thank you, ladies, for coming back on to talk more about this. It was a pleasure topic. talking to you. I enjoyed oh, it. Yes. Yes. Thank Priest. you so much, Eunice. <laughs> Likewise, thank you for joining us. I appreciate it so much, Ashley. I hope, of course. Hopefully this was helpful and, you know, getting more clarity. Yes. Well, go girls to both of you. Have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Go Girl podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And be sure to share this episode with your girlfriends. Connect with me on social media at Go Girl Movement or subscribe to the blog at www.gogirlmovement.org. By the way, have you purchased your copy of the Go Girl Guidebook, a woman's interactive guide to self-love? Ten chapters full of ways to love yourself better. It's available right now on Amazon. Thank you for your support. I love you and I'll talk to you next time. Go girl.